You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Know that I am deals with the divinity of the Most High. Jehovah, Yahweh, Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. But the psalmist said, be still. And know that I am God. Since it's such a short verse, want us to read it together. Are y'all ready? Put your eyes on the scripture. And we're going to read it on three. One, two, three. Be still. Woo, that sounded good. I think we can get a little louder. Y'all ready? I want, I want you excited, boys. Amen. Y'all ready? Let's read. Be still and know that I am God. This morning's subject, look at your neighbor and tell them, be still. Be still. Woo, look at somebody else and tell him or her, be still. be still. Look at one more person and shout this subject to him or her. Tell him, be still. Be still. Come on, let's give God a praise for our subject on this morning. Come on. Be Still. Be still. Ooh, somebody's already dealing with you. Ooh, somebody already know. I just need to be still. I just need to be still. I want to give you two definitions of what it means to be still. And Throughout the message, we are going to continue reverting back to these two definitions. Of course, there could be more meanings for be still, but we are concerned this morning with two primary definitions. Number one, to be still has to do with doing nothing until God instructs, guides, or directs. To be still is doing no thing until God instructs, guides, or directs. And all of us have been guilty of not being still. Come on, all of us have been guilty of moving and God hasn't instructed us. Choosing, yet he has not guided us or given us wisdom with what needs to be done. 
And so when we talk again about be still, we need to learn how to do nothing until God instructs, guides, or directs. According to the proverb writer in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we know he only guides when we trust him with all of our heart. Come on. And when we don't lean to our own understanding. Come on, Bible reader. But when we acknowledge him, he will direct our what? Pass. But see, you, you, you can't acknowledge God and you can't trust him with all your heart until you first learn that there are going to be times that you need to do nothing. Come on, that's a rhema for somebody. You are going through something and you're wondering, what should I be doing? Well, the simple answer sometimes is that you don't need to be doing nothing until you hear from God. Come on, until he instructs, guides, and what? And directs. Number two, to be still means don't rely on self or man. Don't rely on self or man. See, because a lot of times the antithesis of being still is anxious movement. And all the reason we're moving is because we're trusting too much in self. Trusting too much in our own intellect or intelligence. Oh, come on, somebody help me teach it this morning. How many have ever messed up trusting too much in your own intellect? Thinking you had the answers, thinking you knew what to do. And when you mess yourself up, like me, many of us talk to ourselves, and we said something similar to, I just need to be still or stand down. Well, sometimes we mess up God's plan by moving. By doing what we should not do when he has told us to be still or to stand down. Whoa, and God will rebuke you in the midst of you doing something he has not told you to do. You say, Pastor, I never hear him because you don't listen to him. But he does talk. Come on, yes, oh, oh, hey, hey, come on. He does talk. And he will tell us, see how many witnesses I can get, from time to time to shut up. Don't say another word. Come on. Where my married folks at that you have just had to get the last? It ain't limited to marriage, but. How many of you ever just been in a in a heated discussion with another person and you knew the Holy Ghost was telling you to stand down? Woo, man, I, I, y'all women better be honest with me this morning because y'all are notorious 
for needing the last word. You, you know one thing that helped me out years ago in my marriage, years ago, is when God told me, it's okay for you to let her have the last word. As long as you have said what I told you to say. And see, I, that's something I had to learn. Because there are people, especially women, that you can't out-talk. You can't out-talk them. Y'all know what I'm saying. You get that. It's some brothers like that. Got some femaleish ways. You know, you can't. They always, you know, they, they got to keep talking. See, see, I, that's me. Now, I just look at a man as being femaleish. You know, and you just got to keep talking and, and going on. To me, a man just says what needs to be said. Come on, somebody. In other words, as mature saint, we need to say what we mean and mean what we say. I'm helping somebody already. When you get to the point to where you say what you mean and you mean what you say, you don't have to repeat it. I said what I needed to say. And let the person who has to have the last word, let them have it. Let them have it. Amen? Y'all ain't mad, are you? Now, to be still, you know, if you are mad, it ain't going to matter. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. To be still, now y'all listen to me requires maturity. It requires maturity to be still. Y'all right? Am I right? Even in the natural, one of the most challenging things to do in the natural is to sometimes get a child to just be still. Just be still. It's challenging. Just, just sit. Damn. Don't you move again. Be, I mean, be still. You can set them on the couch and tell them, don't you get off this couch. I mean it today. Be still. And they're going to still be fidgeting and moving on the couch. Then you're going to have to come back and say, straighten, get your shoes off the couch. Straighten up on them. It's just difficult for them to be still. Woo! So are, 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 are you childish? Do you find it difficult to just be still? You say, Pastor, I try all the time. It's it just hard because I just be one. You childish. Amen? It's a good word already. Sometimes the enemy... Of being still is our emotions. Come on. Sometimes the enemy of being still is our emotions. Now it has been said, I ain't picking on y'all women, that women are emotional beings. Anybody ever heard that saying that women are emotional beings? But the truth of the matter is, is that all of us are emotional beings. Because the creator created all of us with emotions. Some are more emotional than others 
But yet we as humans, this is important, are created, are given emotions by our creator. Come on. Then, Pastor, what, what, what are you saying then? What I'm trying to get us to see is that since we were created to be emotional beings, what we have to learn how to do is to control our emotions. Oh, come on, somebody. This is a good word for somebody. Because the thing that separates you from being mature is your inability to control your Emotions. Yes, it is. And some of us, we are guilty of doing things just because of how we was feeling. Mm. How, how, how many have ever got angry and you said something you regretted? And you had to go back and tell somebody, look, I really didn't mean what I said. And then you use it, I was just mad. But how many know as we get older, we have to learn how to be angry. That's it. But don't sing. Be angry, but watch your mouth. Be angry, but keep your hands to yourself. Come on, because some of us get angry and we want to hit somebody. But you say you can't just get angry and want to fight all the time. Come on, somebody. You have to be able to be angry but still think things through. I'm helping somebody because your mouth and my mouth or your tongue and my tongue can start fires. You can injure people with your tongue. Come on, you can hurt somebody with your mouth. See, it's quiet in the house. And the older we get, we just can't keep using the excuse that I was angry. Come on, you're too old for that. You, 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 you tearing up stuff. That you don't even have the money to, to, to replace you. You too old for that. Uh, I'm just trying to help somebody. You, you, you getting angry and trying to jump in your car and just flow it. Not remembering you drive a full cylinder. That can't handle. Come on. And it ain't like the car going to say, oh, okay, I'll do it for you since you're mad. No. You're putting a hurting on that little car because you upset. It's right. It's right in the house. You'd be surprised the folk when they get angry, they will tear up their house from a physical standpoint as well as uh, the atmosphere of the house. And, and, and you have folk that get angry and see, I'm, 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 I'm on this too long. No, it, it, it's some angry folks in there. It's some folk that don't know how to handle their anger. See, see, at some point as a Christian, you, you, you have to look at how long you've been in church. And you keep telling that sinner that they need to put down the beer. But, but see, sooner or later, you got to look in the mirror and look how long you have been saved 
but still are controlled by your bad temper, then you need to put that away, my brother. While you're trying to preach to everybody else, but you're still not able to control your anger. And it's sad when you see that moving in young people, and you wonder like, they got to be picking this up from somewhere. You know, just get mad and just start, you know, breathing uncontrollably. You know, and, 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 and when you get like that, everybody needs to be scared. So when a person gets too angry, I, I like to put space between me and them. I've told people, I say, I know you, you, you good in man. And they be walking up, walking out, I say, hey, that, I mean, that's good. You, 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 you really, you serious about this, ain't you? You, you willing to go to war over this, ain't How many of them have been real angry, ready to fight over something or about something, and then you went to hell? I done told you about raising your hand and I ain't even finished. I'm going to get them every time. I'm going to get them every time. You ain't got to wait. How many of you ever got angry and just, <laughs> just killed somebody? <laughs> but how many of you ever got angry ready to fight over something and then you realize Wait a minute. I'm wrong. I'm not writing this. I didn't see this right. I, I, I didn't hear this right. Well, I've gotten so mad at people before and just be going off and then I'll repeat back what they said. They got me so mad. And they, wait a minute, I didn't say that. And I'll be like, what do, what, what, what'd you say? <laughs> You know, and then all of a sudden you realize, like, I might have made a fool of myself. Look at Ephesians. Look at Ephesians. Look at Ephesians, the fourth chapter. You know where I'm going. Somebody's not controlling their anger. So, 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 so we going further. Ephesians 4, and, and this for you. This is for you who can't control your anger. This is for you right now. Ephesians. Lord have mercy. Is that the right? No, that ain't it. 4 and 26. 4 and 26, that's it. Bible readers, thank y'all. Ephesians 4 and 26. See, the angry people may know this scripture. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that, but, but, but the folk that, you know, <laughs> folk that ballot may know, like, oh, either a feet and 426, pal. Page 1691 in the Bible. <laughs> Read it quite often, pal. Sitting needed to. <laughs> Just like Hub, the more Hub here gonna tell you what the Bible said, that the wives should submit to them. <laughs> they do a class, so, Pastor, you ever need somebody to, to, to <laughs> Ephesians 4 and 26. Be angry and do not sin. 
Now, James gave a great definition of sin. He said sin is when a person knows to do right and does wrong. James said for him, that is sin. So be angry, but don't do what's wrong and you know it to be wrong. Be angry, do not sin. And watch the, watch the maturity of knowing how at some point to let anger go. Let it pass. Ooh. Now some of us, you know, I'm going to use this term, you know, some, some of us by nature, or just, you know, I don't know, just by nature, y'all know what I'm saying. We can just, you know, let things go. We, we, we don't like staying angry too long about nothing. That's me. I just don't like being angry. Y'all feel me? I can be real mad, but then I'm just like, you know, two hours later, I'm just like, hey, I'd still talk to you. Ooh. But see, but you have some, what I call some grudge holders. Some of y'all talk about stuff people did to you and, and, and folk be thinking it happened yesterday. Until you then say, you know what, Pastor? It was in 1998. I remember it passed like it was yesterday. You know something wrong with that. That, that you're not, you're not doing yourself no favor by telling folk that you hold grudges like that. I'm teaching y'all good. People who hold grudges and people who don't know how to let anger go are often sick in their bodies are often miserable and very unhappy people. Can I just teach it right? Because, see, somebody will wrong you, cause you to get angry, and then they'll move on as if they didn't do or say nothing. Now, what are you going to do with all that anger? And they won't even admit what they did. They won't even acknowledge it. And, 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 and some of us are mad at people who don't even know we mad at them. Notice what he said. Do not let the sun go down on your round. See, it has to be a point when we get mature that, that we let this anger pass. Now, I get it because somebody going to leave and say, well, Pastor, I just, now, now, now when I get mad, I, I, I need to cool down. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But you can't be going two, three weeks not talking and you, you still angry. You still are not willing to come together, sit down and, and talk. Listen, like adults. Talk without shouting, talk without yelling, talk without the name calling. Can we have a heated discussion, yet there still be boundaries in what we say to one another? You can't get nothing right with a person who is angry and don't want to let it go. They want to hold on to their anger. But see, notice what I'm saying our emotions can be the enemy of being still. 
But see, anger is not the only emotion. You can get hurt, which is an emotion. But you got to know how to be hurt, but be still. Let God show you how to deal with this hurtful situation. Let him direct you. Let him give you wisdom concerning, listen to me, the whole conclusion. Because see, sometimes we are hurt, but we only know half. See, sometimes people who hurt you, you don't recognize that this is a messed up individual. And so I need to move on and simply pray for this person. Who's not only angry with others, but mainly angry with themselves. See, that's a good teaching. Because again, the enemy sometimes of being still is our emotions. Is that right? Sometimes being excited, you have to know how to be excited, but sometimes be beastly. Come on. Some of us have got excited and signed what we shouldn't have signed. You, 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 you just excited. Oh, this is it. Maybe not. Be still. Because sometimes we're looking at something and we're all excited, but God knows we don't know everything there is to know about that thing or that person. So he says, be still. Woo! But, but, but Lord, I'm just so excited and I'm just so ready. But you don't know everything you need to know. If you be still, I'll show you more about this thing. I'll show you more about this person. How many of you ever got excited and just did what you shouldn't have did? You were just happy. You, we, we used to call it, you got caught up. You, you got caught up. Come on. I thank God that I had got to a point of maturity before people started sending me certain stuff through the mail, just saying you're instantly approved. But, but by the time they started doing all that, I got mature enough to know like, hey, what looks like a blessing is not always a blessing. Sometimes something looked like a blessing. You better teach this right, pal. But it's actually a trap. I don't even know if Donna remember this, but it's a true story. We went and looked at this house one time. She might, you know, I, I get stuff kind of mixed up, so she'll, she'll be over there looking. But we both liked the house from just this, the, the, the just looking at it. I mean, it was a beautiful house. It was a nice house, you know. And so we looked at it together. I'm just like, whoa, I mean, this house is just nice, 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 you know. And um, so she went back with the realtor and looked at it with the realtor. And when she came back home, man, she was crying. She was like, oh, I'm telling you, this is it, this is it, this is our house. Me and the realtor talked. We both were just emotional. I just know. And Donald was just so happy. She was just so happy, you know. 
And uh, I finally, I said too, I said, I, 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 you know, I'm surprised that uh, you really this crazy about that house. And she said, why are you going to say something like that? I said, because of those big cell phone towers that are in the backyard right there. She said, what cell phone tower? I said, don't I show them to you? I, I, they were like 10 feet from the swimming pool. The original owners had had signed this uh, thing where they got paid to allow the cell phone company to put towers in their house. So anybody else who moved in, you wouldn't get paid. It's been grandfathered in. But see, Donna really, when it comes to electricity and all of that, she, she really don't like to be near a whole lot of, you, you know, and, 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 and then she stopped. She said, do what? I said, I had to pull it up online. I said, look at that picture. She said, oh, my God. She said, how could I not? She said, no, that ain't the house. That ain't it. That ain't it. But this is what she said. She said, how did I, how come I didn't see them? You was excited. But needed to be still. See, sometimes when we be still, you then later on, you learn the reason God wanted me to be still is that he had something better. He said it was a season for better. It was a season for bigger. But sometimes you miss your better. You miss your bigger because you won't be still. And pastor preaching to somebody right now who needs to be still before you miss your better. Before you miss your bigger. Moving to Be still. Be still, single person. Be still and trust God. Woo! Be still and trust God. Notice Psalm 46. Y'all hang in here, will you? Psalm 46 and 10. He says, be still. Now, the word be is to exist as, to maintain being. Be still. Exist as doing nothing until God instructs, guides, or directs. Be still. Exist as never relying too much on self or Man exists as be still. Be still. Be still. Look, then he said, be still and no. No. Be still and no. No has to do with awareness. Be still and no. Be still and have awareness that I am. Notice what he goes on to say. I will be exalted among the nation. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So don't just be still, but know. Know that he is God. Know that he is the most high. Know that he is the sovereign one. But know about him. Be aware that he is not just the sovereign one. But we have a covenant 
Come on, somebody. Relationship with him. Be still and know, listen to me, that he is your God. Be still and know that you have somebody working on your behalf. Listen, who can not fail. You, you see how confident folks are when they're in trouble, but they can afford a good lawyer. Have you ever seen it when somebody's in trouble, but they can afford a good lawyer? Have you ever seen the confidence that they place in a lawyer? Well, they're quick to tell you, oh, pastor, it's going to be all right. Because we was able to acquire the services of such and such. But see, such and such is a man. Why not put your confidence in the God who led you to the Lord? So you know he's able to work on the lawyer and let the lawyer know, whoa, late in the midnight hour, this ain't just any client you're dealing with, my child. This concerns my child. This concerns my daughter. My son been wrong. And see that... That lawyer will work for you in a way that he ain't worked for nobody in years because your God, y'all need Bible. You're sitting there like you need Bible. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and he turneth it whichever way. Sometimes God will tell you, go to sleep. I'm going to work on him tonight. Go to sleep. Rest. I'm going to talk to them about you tonight. And they'll get up and call you the next morning and say, Hey, I hope I didn't bother you, but I normally... See, I see that's somebody, Raymond. You ain't even letting God know that he's talking to you about what you've been praying about. They call you and say, Now, we normally don't do this. Ooh, we normally do it and charge this, but, but for some reason, I'm led to do it and not charge y'all. See, you ought to know that's, that just didn't happen just to happen. It happened because I learned to be still. Didn't go with the first lawyer I saw in the yellow book. Didn't go with the first lawyer that came up. Yeah, I'm talking right this morning. This some good stuff this morning. This is some life changing stuff. But it doesn't happen for people who can't be still. Sometimes God will tell you don't do nothing, just sleep on it. Lord, if I don't do something, I'm going to toss and turn all night. Not if you trust him. If you trust him, you'll lay down. Your spouse may look at you and say, you still ain't told me what we're going to do. He ain't spoke yet, but all is well. There we go. All is well. If you want to stay up all night, you stay up all night. But I'm going to ask you to go in the other room so you don't do all that commotion and going on in here. Because I'm about to just go to sleep. 
We're just going to be still. Come on. Y'all know my testimony. My famous testimony. Of being at work. And Donna calling me up. Saying the repo man is at the door. And he wants to repossess your nice burgundy Lincoln with peanut butter interior. Wait, first car I ever had that had a cell phone in it. I never got the service, but it don't change the fact that the cell phone was in the car. I don't care what my older daughter laughed I still had the cell phone. It was there to be used if I would so have chosen. A lot of y'all got cars, you don't use them either. You got the little thing, you go, wait, let, let me go. The little garage thing to open it. Some of us ain't even said it for the garage and so forth. But she called me at work. She said, they here to repossess the car. I said, Donna, give me a, give me a moment. See, I, 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 I don't mind folk who knock the tide because I know they're ignorant. I know they're ignorant. Because, see, he has proven to me. Woo! I said he proved to me and said to me the time is holy. It ain't just Old Testament. It's New Testament. It ain't just law. It's before the law. And he told me, if you don't touch what's mine, you'll give me what's holy. I'll always take care of you. Always. That's what he, always. Economy don't matter. Always. Job don't matter. What you make per hour don't matter. Give me what's holy. And she said, he's out here and he's wanting to take the car. I said, hold on, Donna. I said, be that. Let me call you back. She said, you got to do that. Donna, just hold on. I'm going to call you right back. She was in a bad place, a bad spot. And uh, I called her back. I said, what is going on? She said, you know we ain't paid them. I said, I know. She said, the man said, if you'll give him anything, he won't take it. Anything. He needs something to show his supervisor that y'all willing. Just give him anything. She knew and I knew. The only thing in the house was the tithe. Laying aside cash. Demon spoke to me and said, God understand. He wouldn't want you to lose your car. And so I walked around Deacon Johnson. See, sometimes people can say stuff to you, but until you know for yourself, I ain't arguing with you about the time until you know for yourself. And so I knew if I give the man what doesn't belong to me, at least for today, this goes away. And I've been working a lot of overtime, so the tithe was a good amount of money. Because back then, you know, when we went to church, you, they didn't even receive the tithe. Every Sunday it was on first and third. So I had been working overtime. I mean, real good. You know, it, it, it was a good one. Good bonus falling out. It, it, it was good. It was good. It was going to please him now. He was going to go on and leave us alone. I called back. I told Donna. I said, this is what you do. She knew the money was in there. 
I said, I ain't touching what you know is in there. And, you know, I said, we can't do that. I said, you let him take the car. I said, the same way God gave it to us. He'll move or he'll give us another. I said, but it's something I don't want you to worry about. I said, let the man take the car. Man went out there, came back, knocked on the door. Him and Donna had a conversation. She called me. She she got. She she she. Can you talk? I said, What's going on, Donna? Come on now. What what what's happening? She said the man looked at the car and said, Your husband has been taking good care of this car, and said, I don't care what my boss tells me. I ain't touching this car. You tell him when he gets home to call, and they'll work something out with him. But this is one order. That I will not follow. And she came back and said the man refused to touch it. See that was something between me and my God. That was God showing me son I and I alone can take care of you. Be seated. That's reason over the years I've been able to let folk come and let them go when they don't believe in the tithe. See, but I had to be still. Now I'm finna move on, but see, some of us, we getting all bent out of shape over 10%. Let me teach it right and then I'm gonna move on. It's sad, but the only time 10% is a lot of money is in church. Because whenever you go to a store and you see 10% off, it don't cause you to shout, it don't cause you to jump, and you tell yourself, is that all? Because you know 10% ain't much. Matter of fact, we talk about people. Who have going out of business hell and you drive all the way over there. And it's 10% off the entire store. Most of us be like, I shouldn't have waged my time. The only time, and this said, that 10% is looked at as a whole lot of money is when it comes to church folk giving the tithe. And one thing about God, unlike your taxes, unlike my taxes, unlike your utility bill, unlike food, unlike the price of living, God has never gone up. It was 10 with Abraham, it's 10 with Cochrane. Be seated. So he said, be If you able to be still, it comes with a promise. Isaiah 119 said, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. See, God don't want us to just be still just for the sake of being still. He wants you to obey him. So he can do for you what you asked him to do. 
You ask God to help you. And see, sometimes, listen to me, because it's, it's, it goes against everything you hear in church sometimes. Sometimes when we ask God to help us, he's not going to tell us to do sometimes what we want to do. And don't ever look at me like that, like you ain't never asked God for help, but you already know what you want to do. You just want permission, I'll break it down, to leave this job. And so when you say, God, move on this job, what you're really saying is, God, move me off this job. And he comes back. And what I love about God is that he ain't never been complicated. He come back and say, be still. Lord, I've been here 10 years. Be still. See, sometimes he don't care what we think. Sometimes he don't care how you feel. Lord, I'm sick and tired of being in this marriage. And you know, I just want a divorce. And he just says, be Lord, you know I want to be married. So I can tell folks I was married now. And Lord, I know he ain't what you would want me to have. And I know deep down that he liked women and men, but I I can't be, be still. See, away with this doctrine that we think because we saved and faithful that you get everything you you want. And someone's going to keep hopping from church to church. Want to hear a certain thing. God will send you to a church. I know this firsthand. And he'll tell you when you get there. See, y'all should have finished. See, y'all should have finished. When you get there, be. When I joined the place of refuge, God said, this is the last church you'll ever join. But see, don't shout me down. Because when I went there, see, when God sends you places, he already know where he's sending you. And see, there are some things you don't know. But you keep talking about God sending you. See, a lot of times he's sending you somewhere to correct you. He's sending you somewhere to change you. He's sending you somewhere to show you you don't know everything you think you know. So when you get here, I don't want you doing a whole lot of talking. I want you to be still and listen. 
Go over there and get ready to change. Go over there and get ready to be uncomfortable. Go over there and get ready for your stove to get stepped on every Sunday. Go over there and learn how to grow up. Go over there and learn how to save money. Go over there and learn how to prosper. Go over there and learn how to cancel debt. But when you get there, Y'all give me 10 minutes and I'll be done. No. Sometimes, listen, sometimes we enter into a curse for not being still. Sometimes you get something attached to you. Can't get rid of it. But see, this came because you wouldn't. Look at Jeremiah. Ooh. Hey, ain't got one more scripture out there. Jeremiah 17. The word done hit today. Yes, it has. It, it, it done helped me. I'm up here smiling. I'm up here smiling. God getting all on me. <laughs> Jeremiah 17 and 5. Ooh. And see, this right here is for the, the adult. But this right here is for the older adults. This right here for the senior citizen. See, you never get too old for God to tell you to be, be still. Is that right? You, you never think you know so much that God can't tell you to be, be still. Jeremiah 17. Let me show you what's going on with some of y'all. Remember that definition of being still. Don't rely on self or man too much. Let me show you why some of y'all curse right now. Let me show you why you curse. Jeremiah 17 and 5. Thus saith the Lord. Y'all there? Let me say this. Whenever you can't find the scripture, I want you on the scriptures. Don't stop. Don't give up. Learn your Bible. But when you just know for whatever reason, man, I can't find. Go to the table of content. Look there real quick. It'll tell you Jeremiah on page 1110. And then go there. And then you're going to learn. But don't be intimidated because you can't flip. Like somebody else. Because what you want to do is become a student of the word. And say, hey, I'll turn to my table of content. I want to be in Jeremiah. Do everybody have Jeremiah? Jeremiah 17 and 5. Thus said who? Thus said Pastor Cochran. Well, that's how he feels. No, it's coming from the Lord. Thus said the Lord. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. And makes flesh his strength. Now notice what you do when you trust yourself and man too much. Whose heart departs from the Lord. See, sometimes we enter into a curse because we trust, we trusted in ourselves too much. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the, but the end is the way of what? Death or what? Destruction. See, I won't enter into this curse if I be still. Listen, but I won't be still unless I trust God. Trusting God is what enables you to be still. Come on, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm in the club. There are times that people can tell us to be still and we don't listen. 
But see, it should never be a time that God says, be still. And you're like, I don't listen to you. No, no, no. I'm going to always listen to him. Come on, somebody. See, that's, that's the trust I have in it. That if he tells me to stand down, hey, I ain't got no problem with it, Lord. Hey, you done prove yourself. See, it involves trust. I'm trying to show you why some of you won't be still. You don't trust God. Notice Psalm 17. Coming in after this. Psalm 17. Oh, yes, Lord. Good word. Good word. Thank y'all. Yeah, good word, Pastor. Oh, thank you for the word, Pastor. You're welcome. God bless you. Keep praying for me. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you. See, some of you, you just don't recognize this word had to come. Listen to me. Jeremiah, I mean, Psalm 17, 7. This word had to come before you make your move. <laughs> Somebody sitting there like, Pastor, I was just about. Pastor, I had almost stepped out. See, somebody came to church this morning, and, and you had already said, well, I'm just going. And, and, and now you're like, wait a minute. And all you hear in your ears, stand down. Slow up. Wait a minute. Take it easy. And now some of you are going to have to explain to people why you ain't in such a hurry. Well, you know, I went to church and heard the word, so slow me down. Some of you going to be less talkative. Just got to be still. Well, I know my thing is my mouth get me in trouble all the time, so I know God was talking to me today. Thank you, Jesus. I just got to quit talking so much. And some of you going to hear this and still ain't going to be still. You still going to be running that trap 100 miles an hour. Dominating conversations when you need to be listening. You the student. Can't I talk to teach you? Come on. What it look like you out talking to me and I just say, well, damn. You know I can't do it. Well, then. Let me teach. See, I may not even teach it the way you want it taught. But see, you don't know who all God is dealing with this morning. Come on. Now, can I be honest without y'all getting upset with me? When a word is taught like this, this good, broken down, this plain, when church is over, there's no need for nobody to be going to nobody else with no other side words. God, God spoke so, so, so plainly. And you have a person on their way to the car and you stopping them to confuse them. I'm just being honest. When God makes something this plain, we all need to just go eat regular food after this. Come on. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't be going home listening to no preacher on TV. I'm just being, I ain't got nothing to get, but come on now. You got fed that good. You ate a steak this morning and you going to go home and get something out the trash can to snack on. Somebody 
Psalm 17 and 7. That don't make no sense. Show your marvelous kindness, your marvelous loving kindness by your right hand, by your means, by your power, or by your authority. Oh, you who save those who trust in you from those who rise up against them. Tell your neighbor, God save folk who trust him. And tell your neighbor, and folk who trust him know how to be still. Tell your neighbor, bottom line, if you be still, God gonna save you. Woo, tell somebody else, if you be still, God going to save you. Whoa, look at somebody else and shout to them. If you just be still, God has promised to save you. Can I bring it down? He going to deliver you. He going to protect you. And he going to cause you to prosper. But he telling you, my word is out there. But you got to be Still, tell them, Pastor Cochran, everybody that's willing to be still, I'm going to save them. And then when you look, and I'm done, in Second Chronicles 20 and 20, when this great army, woo, normally a preacher would preach this, but I got to just, that great army were coming against Jehoshaphat and Judah. Come on. But Jehoshaphat and Judah got the fasting and praying. And then God raised up a prophet and told Jehoshaphat and Judah, you have no need to fight in this battle. Position yourself and stand. Whoa. And stand and see. Listen, the salvation of the Lord. You know what ended up happening in Second Chronicle 20 and 20? That's the same passage that said, Believe the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Listen, remember when I said be still? They were finna fight, Deacon Hill. They were going up to battle, and they knew how to fight. They had archers, they had bows, and everything that they needed to fight a battle until God says, be still. You ain't going to win this battle the way you won the last battle. You're going to win this battle by listening to me and doing nothing until I tell you what to do. He said, now here's what you do. When you're on the verge of battle, don't put the army out front. Woo! But put the praise team out front. Do what? Yeah, put the praise team out front. And as you're marching to go to battle, let them start singing. Now, Sister Mika, there's no way you can do that. Unless you're willing to be still. Because naturally speaking, this makes no sense. This is no way to beat people who know how to fight. By putting our praise team 
That's just like a whole army coming down West Washington, and they said they're going to tear up refuge. They got guns, machetes, machine guns, and all of that, and they ready to fight, knowing that we put all the men out front. But then God said, no, get the praise team. They sung real good this morning. Let the praise team go first. See, I'm wondering how many I have in the praise team. They'll be resigning that day. Pastor, I've been meaning to call you. and I'm going to have to set myself down. See, that's I'm telling you praisers, y'all job is important. You can't get up here singing just because you got a good voice, but in your own life, you don't know how to be still. You'll sing with a good voice, but you'll release a spirit in the church that ain't good for the church. Ministers, good you know how to pray, but if y'all don't know how to be still, you'll get up here and pray the right words. But because you ain't being still in your own life, you release a spirit in the church. But when they start singing, God set an ambush on the enemy. They started killing each other. When Israel got down now, where they was, they were dead. Can you imagine arriving at the, at, the, at the site of the battle and seeing dead bodies and then thinking to yourself, he said we wouldn't have to fight. He told us to get it and he'll help us pay it home. We didn't just move just to be moved. He told me to get it. He told me I own it one day, so hey, I'm driving it. I ain't worried about the money to pay. He told me to get it and he'll, he'll provide. Come on, somebody. And not only that refuge, and then I'm done. They go down there and something unusual it has happened in this battle. See, when you be still, he has the ability, first lady, to do exceeding. Ab- ab- oh, you are according to the power that worketh in These folk went to battle, Sister Tony, wearing their best jewelry. Carrying all of their valuables. Why did they do it? Just like our enemy. Sometimes our enemy is arrogant. No way they going to beat us and take nothing from us. But because they was willing to be still, Brother Jeremy. Not only did they didn't have to fight. God himself already knew. Y'all ain't going to need energy for fighting. But for picking up. Good God of my Lord, have mercy. Look at that. Jesus. I can't get nothing in here. Lord, have mercy. Just, 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 just. You see what I'm saying? Got so much, they had to go back and come back. Could you imagine some of our sisters, the way they can stuff stuff in them pocketbooks? Could y'all imagine? Listen, it only happens for people 
See, in church, we get all excited sometimes. And y'all happy right now. Ooh, ooh. And you know you ain't going to be still. Don't make no sense. Only one should be happy right now is people who know I don't care what get to popping off in my life. I don't care what I was going through before I came to church this morning. I don't care what I said I was going to do. I done changed my mind. I'm not going to do it because God didn't tell me to do it. I got happy at church today for a reason because I'm going to be still. I'm done. Let's give him a praise. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.